bites, dissecting life and talking shit. This is Head On View. Issued by the Society of Radical Midwives. Welcome back. It is 2023 and we are in season three. Would you believe it? So today it's me. Hi, it's Carly. And I am solo-ish because we all know fellow nurses, midwives, how hard it is for us to all get together. So today, because I didn't want to just crap on by myself, I have got a producer slash editor, Chrissy J. He's here as well, just to um, give us some entertainment. Hi, I've got my radio voice ready for this podcast. In fact, I think it could be a career for me, a renter guest. Now, normally at the end of each year, we like to do a little wrap up, you know, this is what's happened for the year, but kind of the year got away with us and so we never did our wrap up. It's just life, isn't it? When you're all working shift work and I think any other nurse slash midwife slash shift worker will know trying to get people together for drinks or lunch. It's a real challenge. And I think we've done pretty well over the last couple of years, managing to put out semi-regular pods. And life has just got in the way for us recently that it's been hard for us to get together. I think, to be honest, I probably haven't recorded with the girls, but it must be going on three months now. I was hoping that you could actually emulate one of your heroes, Chris Harrison from... The American Bachelor. No, and, and it's quite impressive. I admire someone that can sit there and talk nonstop for 45 minutes, as he did in his, I think it's called the most dramatic podcast okay. ever. We drive all over the country, as everyone knows. We do long drives, and Chris has told me multiple times, I do not want to listen to your music playlist anymore, even though my Spotify playlist, it has expanded now. It did start off that maybe... 100 songs, so I get it. After a while, that's repetitive. But we're going on about 3,000 songs on the playlist now, and he still complains. I've heard them all. He's heard them all, apparently. Ten times. So then what I did, I was like, okay, cool, we can listen to some podcasts, because I like listening to podcasts when I'm driving. And to be fair, this guy did talk nonstop for 45 minutes and didn't ever seem to have a moment where he was like, oh, shit, what am I going to say? So that is a pretty good skill to have. I'm not quite there yet, I don't think, working on it. I think he might have been studying Wim Hof with his breathing techniques because I don't think he paused for breath in that whole 45 minutes. <laughs> he might have been in an ice bath too. <laughs> this is a good introduction for me because yeah. nine months ago uh-huh. I put a post out on Instagram uh-huh. saying, coming in 2022. There's so many things podcast, which was going to be my podcast, which was just going to be me, Chris Harrison style. And then I think he never actually, he's kind of one of those people who is, oh, I should do this, we should do this. And then he has all these ideas. I'm an ideas man. But it hasn't actually come to fruition. I think he made an Instagram page and that was as far as he went. Yeah, yeah. So maybe I could just steal this episode and use it as... Yeah, as my as my episode, look at a little this. joint a joint app. Well, look, I've come prepared. Okay. I have my Spyrax notebook here. Yeah, and I have jotted down a few bullet points. Well, that is probably more prepared than I ever am normally for my own podcast. Well, you know, radio background. Back in the day, some radio programs 
it was all written down and they would just spend the whole time reading off a piece of paper but trying to make it sound like it was all ad lib. But these days they don't do that, which is probably why the radio programs these days don't sound as good as they used to. No, not like back in the olden days. Mm. <laughs> the olden days. Walk a mile to school in the snow with no shoes. Alvin Toffler, have you heard of him? No. I didn't think you had. He wrote a book in 1970. We are really winding back the time. <laughs> yeah, I think you I mean, were. we're going back. back I, wasn't, I wasn't even born then. Okay. Oh. Yeah. I thought you were about 100 then. But anyway, I know. We'll, we'll cut that bit out. Alvin Toffler wrote a book called Future Shock. In this book, yeah, he that. predicted what would happen oh, in the future. And so, oh, well, this in, in because the, in 2020, most people were thinking we'd be flying cars and living on the moon and... In his book, Future Shop, he no. predicted devices, and, and you would be lost without this device, and so this is one thing that he got right, a device that reminds you of your own appointments, i.e. your, your Google, Google, Google calendar. calendar. I do live and die by Google <laughs> Calendar. I actually did get home from work the other day and I was so tired, and I had my phone in my hand and fell asleep with my phone in my hand with the claw coming <laughs> on the phone, and then I woke up and my phone was still in my hand. Now, you might think, well, what's Alvin Toffler got to do with this well, theme of yeah. this podcast, now, which is... I'm listening to the wrong podcast. No, I'm going to tie this into this whole okay. birth baby nurse theme. Midwife, yes. He predicted a future where women would be able to, and I quote, buy a tiny embryo, take it to her... Do- this is in 1970. Yeah. Take it to her doctor have it implanted in her uterus, mm-hmm. and then give birth as though it had been conceived in her own body. Actually, I'm not even sure when the first IVF baby came around. I think, yeah, actually, I don't even know. I could Google. But I think it was pretty early, the first IVF baby. He also predicted that man will be able to make biological carbon copies of himself. So that's sort of coming around with Dolly the sheep, you know. Okay. I've got two more points that I've written with my quill and parchment, but we'll get to those later. Okay. I will intersperse them. I won't, just won't use them all up. I won't shoot my shot all in one go. Okay. And I think you haven't quite, you don't really quite know what that saying means. I was saying. <laughs> I haven't really used it correctly, but anyway. Oh, okay. I don't love when the oldies try and use the uh, young people's talk. Next he's going to be telling me how he stand things and that this beer he drinks slaps. Perhaps we should discuss what's been going on with you. No, I think last time I probably was in Hamilton and then I went off to Mildura for a few months and worked up there. And previously we had actually been a few years ago on holiday. We did a big road trip where we sort of followed the Murray River and we stopped in Mildura for maybe for a week and it was 40 degrees every day and we had our little dog with us and it was great because we stayed right by the river and they had this sort of man-made beach and we were in the river every morning, every night. And I remember saying, actually, I'm looking forward to going to Mildura. We can go swimming, we can go down the fake beach, river slash beach, and it'd just be good. And then we got there and everything was flooded, so there was no swimming and it was hot. But the place where where the agency slash hospital had put us up actually had a swimming pool. So that was pretty nice. So we did get to swim there. However, I will say, so we were staying in this sort of, big apartment complex and 
I'm assuming the hospital had some sort of contract with them because that is where a lot of the agency was staying. So there was a lot of agency midwives there, nurses, local doctors. But this place, they were hardcore Milton on their cleaning routines. But we have to come in once a week to housekeeping, change your sheets, wash your towels, whatever, great, fine. And when we check in, they gave us a little card saying, oh, this is going to be your cleaning day, but we can be flexible because you'll be working nights, different shifts, etc., etc." However, they turned out not to be so flexible. And the first time I did try and change and say, oh, can you change time? It was the end of the world. They were like, well, we can come at 8 a.m. Well, it's not really ideal because I'll finish night shift 7.30. I'm going to want to hang around for you guys to do that. Okay, we can come at 1. Well, also not ideal because sometimes I don't sleep great after a night shift, but sometimes I will sleep 8 hours, 10 hours solid. And you come in at 1 p.m., it's kind of like if I said, well, I'm going to come in at 1 a.m. and clean. So... That was our only little bugbear. Other than that, didn't mind working with Jura. It was nice. And really the fun story comes when we went off to my next contract. I do love my life on the road, travel life, but it does come with its cons. I don't want to be too negative. But some things that happen are a bit annoying and a bit frustrating. I'm very open and say, look, I travel with my husband I don't want to do shared accommodation. That's just not for me. I know some people who travel love shared accommodation, and that's fine. So we've signed the contract. It says, yes, here's your accommodation. It's all included. Now, a certain agency likes to leave me hanging a little bit, not always give me details straight away. Agency sends me accommodation details, and they want me to move four times. I think that's kind of crazy. No one wants to move four times in six weeks, especially when you live your whole life out of your car. So you would have to unpack each time. And especially when the job you're going to, you're going to be on call five days a week, 24 hours a day. I did tell my agent, no, sorry, I can't do that. I'm not going to move four times a week. What have you got as an alternative? They said nothing. And I said, okay, then cancel my contract because I'm just, I'm not going to do that to myself. It's too crazy. And then they said, oh, no, no, don't cancel your contract. We'll definitely have something for you and your husband. We promise. We've been assured you'll have something. At this point, I'm still thinking, am I even going to the contract? Because I don't know what I've been told I'm going to get. The Friday before, they say, no, definitely, here's your accommodation. You've got something. That afternoon, they then call and tell me that there's been an incident. They won't go into it. I do not know what this incident was. And I am now at this hospital and I've since asked other people and no one knows anything about this incident. So I'm not really sure if the hospital was making up, the agent was making up. I don't know. Maybe there was an incident and no one knows. So anyway, this mythical incident happened. They say that my husband is no longer allowed to stay at this accommodation. I can still come to this contract, but I would have to pay a subsidy. So I would have to pay 50% of the cost. So their offer was you can have a one motel room. We've done that before. We've lived out of a motel room for several weeks and it's not ideal. It's not great. You're essentially living out of one room, which is designed for people really when they're going away for a weekend or a few days. They said you can have just the one room or you can have a two-bedroom apartment. We, of course, have said, look, we'll take the two-bedroom apartment. We know it's going to cost a bit more. 
but we want the space. And really, it's Friday afternoon. I'm not going to get a contract in two days at the weekend. It's either I pay for this accommodation and earn money while I'm working, or we go and just stay somewhere for two or three weeks while I sort a new contract out and I'm paying for accommodation anyway. So I kind of wish I just had stuck to my guns and said, you know what, I'm not going to just cancel it and find me something else. But one of the issues was we get to the accommodation, it's not a two-bedroom apartment, it's a one-bedroom apartment. Now, if I hadn't been paying for it, I wouldn't have complained because I want to get what I'm paying for. So when I said to my agent, oh, hey, look, we've got here, it's not a two-bedroom apartment, it's a one-bedroom and, you know, I'm basically paying for this. Can I have a discount then? And then she said to me, well, look, if you want access to this other room, because it was locked off, we can get it, but you'll have to pay more. And then that got me really annoyed because you've already told me I'm paying for it. And now you want me to pay more money for something that I thought I was already getting. So then I just complained about everything because now you've pissed me off. So then I complained there was no laundry, there was only a microwave, and I got quite angry and wrote a heated email. I tried to still be quite professional and not rude, and lo and behold, I got no reply. So it just made me think they was ignoring me and didn't really care. And then I spoke to one of the people who runs the maternity unit at the hospital I'm at and she found us an alternate apartment that we could go and would still have to pay for it, but it was less money. And then at the end of the day, the guy who runs this place actually came and opened up the door and gave us access to the second room, which is really all we wanted because that's what we're paying for. And it's still a place walk to the hospital. So at the end of the day, we're still at the original accommodation. But the whole thing sort of frustrated me a little bit and just highlighted that communication really needs to be better and that I didn't really feel supported or backed up by my agency, which is not ideal when you're out here in random places. And that could have all really been solved probably in one call or one email, but because none of that was done, it turned into this much bigger thing than it needed to be. I think as a travel midwife or nurse, you really do need an agent that is supportive of you. I guess that's something I have to consider for future contracts. And I think for anyone as well who is taking contracts to consider that. I do at the moment normally try and go for the best paid ones, but sometimes this is a point where you've got to go, okay, well, money's not everything because you're not always getting the support you need. You do say advocate for yourself and you've said that since podcast one but you also said wine and potties tonight's beer and potties so stand by both of those <laughs> advocate for yourself and drink wine and listen to potties that, oh. that still stands because you get <laughs> shit what happened to your chair <laughs> how did you do that down <laughs> on the floor and it broke i wish you'd better film me now <laughs> So you fell off your chair? Yeah, and then it snapped and kicked out. I don't even know how it happened. So, little update. Chris, the unexperienced podcaster he is, he thought, instead of having a microphone stand, I'll balance my microphone on top of my Yeti, but without the top on, and the Yeti is also full of water. What could go wrong? He just knocked that over. Water went everywhere. So I'm, like, trying to grab up. I've got my work phone here. We've got all the podcast stuff, we've got all our laptops, trying to grab it all up. 
the same time as I'm doing this, I kind of lean to the side, pull off my chair, the chair breaks. So now we have to go to the guy in the morning and be like, You mean you have to go to the guy in the morning? I'm not doing it. I didn't break it. Yeah, and I don't even know how to explain it. I fell off it and it broke. <laughs> I'm not even drunk. I haven't even had one drink. I'm on I've been drinking cordial. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that intermission break. And now we resume our regular service. I have to decide, do I want the better paint, right? So we spade so much glass paint, it's making me choke. Would you like an N95 mask? I feel like I need one. <laughs> I, I know you're used to wearing them at work, so. We had all our doors open, but we had the fly screens closed, but these bugs are so tiny, they came through the fly screen, and now the apartment's filled with these little bugs, so we just tried to annihilate them, and I feel like I've annihilated myself. I bought a stand-up paddleboard two years ago, and I've been carrying it around with me. For two years. And he finally and I, used I've it today. used it today. He finally went out on the lake. On Lake Hamilton. He, he walked through the algae to get out there. I didn't want to walk through the algae, so I let him go. Yeah, I had to be very careful because of the blue-green algae. Well, that's what one of the locals said. But there was no signs up, so I don't know if it is blue-green algae or just normal algae. I know other places we've been, especially around Melbourne, when there's been blue-green algae, there will always be signs put up so you know not to go in the water. So who knows? Why is my arm slowly dissolving? <laughs> Do you think it's from the blue-green algae? No, I've been okay. beer. All oh, right, okay. Oh, this beer slaps, by the way. It really slaps. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's what I'd say that. Beers up, beers up, beers up, beers up. So what's next for you? Well, next for me is continuing on, more contracts. More fly spray. More fly spray. We'll work in Victoria for a little bit and then make the drive back over the Nullarbor. So within one year, we've driven the Nullarbor three times. Go us. We yeah. might be a little bit crazy. <laughs> you must be mad. Most people have <laughs> never done it ever. They wouldn't want to do it once. <laughs> and we're coming up for three times doing All it. Right. Perhaps queue up those Chris Harrison podcasts. I'm actually download them because there's no reception out there. Yeah, that's the other thing. Bad luck if you're trying to follow the football because <laughs> you, you know what's going on. One of the things I like about this life, so I like that we don't really have any plans or that our plans can change at the last minute and we're not locked into stuff. I know some people, they're more planners and like to know what they're doing and they wouldn't like this sort of lifestyle. But for me, it fits. It does actually remind me of an episode of... 90 Day Fiancé UK, where one of the blokes said, I'd travel around, that's that's what I want to do in the future, mm -hmm. keep travelling and seeing the world and not really have a base. Yeah. And the lady said, that's my idea of hell. <laughs> <coughs> Look, will you stop coughing? Sorry, I'm still choking from that fly spray. I'm still in a state of shock from you breaking that chair. <laughs> I don't know, it's probably got a weight limit on it. <laughs> Did you know that baby blankets are different colours in different states? And I'm trying to think of this because I've worked in three states. So I've worked in Tasmania, Victoria and WA. And to be honest, I'm not sure the baby blankets were different colours. Well, according to the ABC, each state has different colours, but in New South Wales public hospitals, the colours are pink white, blue, 
and yellow. Well, that's the colours that they are also in Victoria, <laughs> Tasmania and WA. I swear the blankets are pretty much exactly the same. Anyone who's had a baby in a hospital or any midwife will know those blankets, they're tough and they're, they're not even soft. I don't even know why we use them. They're not good wrapping blankets. They're kind of good to go across the top, but... The blankets are pretty much the same, as far as I can remember. I don't remember going to these other states and being like, wow, these blankets are so different. I think actually in Mildura, they had little trackers in their baby blankets. I just remember seeing there was this hard sort of rectangle and I was like, what is this? And someone was like, oh, that's the tracker. And I was like, what? And they said they have trackers on the blankets. So I'm not sure who tracks them, but that's what I was told. You normally would have one wrapped around them, one over the top, maybe more over the top if they were little or cold. And yeah, you would use multiple blankets. He has never looked after a baby or had much to do with babies, so he doesn't understand that they would go through multiple blankets and clothing changes within a day. I did have a Tamagotchi once, sort of the same thing. He thinks he's a baby. I did actually have those sea monkeys. And I had them in a watch. It was a dome-shaped watch. It actually, that sounds like animal oh. cruelty to me. I keep a little animal in a watch. It's really hell. He calls himself a vegetarian, oh, ladies and gentlemen. No, it's just the... He said the animal oh. was friends, and then he was toting one around no. like it was a piece of jewellery. Oh, hang on. This is all blowing up in my face. <laughs> Quickly moving on to my <laughs> third bullet point, birth tourism. What do you know about that? Probably nothing. Mm, are you talking about people going to have babies in other countries or people going to yeah. surrogates in other countries? Yes. Is that what you mean yeah. by birth tourism? Yeah. Yes, I am. Yeah, surrogates, is that what you're talking about? Well, or just going to have, have your baby in a different country? Having your baby in a different country for the perceived benefits over your own country and possibly benefits for the baby, including citizenship. I don't necessarily think that's an easy thing to do because often most airlines, I think, I'm not 100% sure, but most airlines, I'm pretty sure, don't let you fly after 36 weeks unless you have a letter from your doctor saying you can. And most Practitioners wouldn't advise it was safe for people to fly after 36 weeks. Birth tourism has experienced a boom just in the last 12, 18 months because of Russia's isolation from the West as a result of the war. So Russians are picking Argentina. They face no visa requirements. I'm not sure I would call that birth tourism if you're trying to escape a country that's declaring war on the world, isn't that more sort of a refugee status? Assuming that all the the citizens are not there being like, yay, let's go to war. I can't imagine anyone would want that. And I'm assuming they don't really have much choice in the facts. Either way, they're, they're not going as refugees. They're okay, just they're going, going as, technically as, as tourists in as tourists, the, Yes, who yeah. don't need a visa, who are looking to give their children the privileges of a second citizenship and a country that is viewed as perhaps having a higher level of medical competency. I don't get how they're getting on a plane, though, so late in their pregnancy. So 
I do have a lot of very exciting guests lined up. You just had so. one very exciting guest. <laughs> So even if we'll check the ratings for this episode, and we'll see exactly this one's this one's going to go through the roof. I, I can guarantee it. Even if I do have a few solo apps, they are likely to be of a guest. They're not going to be me talking shit. They're not going to be Chrissy spilling water everywhere and me breaking chairs. Hey, we'll be talking about some more interesting stuff that you actually want to hear. Okay, well, I guess I won't be part of it. <laughs> I'll be back on the other side of the microphone. Yeah. Twisting knobs and playing with EQs. That's bad. However, if you guys have a demand and you want to hear Chrissy's dulcet tones, let us know. He can always drop a few voiceovers. Any final thoughts, Chrissy? Yep. How long till I'm back on again? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't I just take over the show? It's semi-regular. This can be my show from now on. (laughs) What do you think? Yeah. Well, I think if you decide to go and train and be a nurse or a midwife, then you would have Ah. something to divulge. You know, when I talk, people listen. When I was in court the other day, there was this one lady, she was writing down everything I said. Again, the comedian (laughs) strikes. The comedian (laughs) strikes. So if you are still here... Amazing. Thank you for that. I'm sure you've maybe wanted to, I don't know, down a bottle of gin or something by now. Thanks for sticking with us. We will be back in your ears with some fun guests. I've got a lot lined up coming up. And hopefully Laura and Pia will be back soon to share all their news. Give us a like, a listen, a follow, subscribe, a review, and all that jazz. Until the next episode, it's time to boot this baby home. That was still recording.